0: Hello again and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. Today we find ourselves in John chapter 10, which is another just uh, each each of these chapters in John, there's so many different places we can flush out the text. That today what I want to do is I want to look at some of how Jesus describes himself, how he describes his work, how he describes how he accomplishes his work, and how he describes the, the, the father and he, his relationship in the work that Jesus does. Uh, I know that's a lot in terms of an intro, but let's jump in. And uh, one of my favorite passages of scripture, one of my favorite verses is what we're gonna look at today, actually. And it starts in John chapter 10, verse 10, in Jesus' words. He says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they, his flock, his sheep, might have That they might have life and have it abundantly now let's just before we even get to verse 11 here's what jesus says he says there is an enemy there is a thief there is an enemy of your soul and he has he has intentions and his intentions are to threefold to steal to kill and destroy well steal he wants to steal the sheep he wants to kill the sheep. He wants to destroy the sheep. Uh, for the believer, he wants to steal the joy we have in the Lord. He wants to He wants to kill our witness, getting us to stumble. He wants to destroy the hope that we have. He, he wants to destroy us, spiritually speaking, in our spiritual warfare. He, he has intentions against us. This is that, that, that warfare that exists for, for every person in humanity, but, but the warfare that the believer understands that they, they take part of. There is a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But then Jesus gives a contrast, and the contrast is his very identity. He says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So here's the compare and contrast. You have the enemy of your soul. He wants to steal, to kill, and destroy. And then you have the lover of your soul, and he wants to give you life and to give it abundantly or to give it overflowingly or to give it to its to its absolute fullness. And this is Jesus's design, his goal, his plan, his purpose. He, He wants to give those who believe in him life. Now, when we say life abundantly, we're not talking about life that's easy and everything goes your way and there's no difficulties. That's not the abundant life Jesus is talking about. He's talking about the internal and the eternal life. The internal is the internal life that is secure in him that has the peace and the hope and the joy that exist in the gospel when we trust the person and work of Jesus Christ. When we know that he died for our sins, that he rose again and that he is returning, there is a life internally in us that's full of peace and hope and joy. Nothing can dampen that. But it's also eternal. It's internal and it's eternal. It's a security that we have that we will live forever with him. That's the fullness of life that's waiting for us. But verse 11, Jesus begins to describe how he's going to accomplish this. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd because he's looking out for a sheep, the sheep more than he's looking out for himself. He says, I'm going to lay down my life for, for my sheep, in fact, we uh we go to the next text it says just scoot ahead a little bit further verses 16 through 18 here's here's what jesus says he says i have other sheep that are not of this fold i must bring them also and they will listen to my voice so that there will be one flock one shepherd the the other sheep are gentiles the 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 original sheep are the jewish believers but the other sheep are the gentiles and and the further the believers throughout all of history after jesus's crucifixion death burial resurrection and then ascension these other sheep and jesus says i'm going to bring them all together jew and gentile into one flock this this flock is the church the church one flock one shepherd all of us together with the good shepherd jesus Verse 17 it says, for this reason, the father loves me. What reason? Because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Oh, there's so much in this, right? The father loves the son in part because the, the the son has purposed to go and to lay down his life so that he can save us. He can save his sheep. But notice this, there's the, the hint of the resurrection as well. I'm going to lay down my life Why? So that I may take it up again. Death and resurrection. Even further, verse 18. No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from the father. The father has sent the son and he sent the son with full authority so that the son can, in fact, willingly lay down his life and then willingly take it back up. Death, burial, resurrection to glorify the father. And for the good of mankind to save us and, and to to lead to glory and praise and honor to the father for the benefit of man and the blessing of god this is jesus this is his work and all of this flows out of go back to that verse 10 The thief comes only to steal kill and destroy i came that they may have life and may have it abundantly Jesus gives us the free gift of grace. He gives us the gift of life in him. And he does it not by waving a magic wand, not by saying some specific happy words. He does this with the actual historical event of him dying, paying the price for our sins, and of him being resurrected. And then him as the good shepherd making one flock Jew and Gentile together how much hope do we have today because of Jesus? How much life do we have today because of Jesus? See, today's ancient way for modern day, it's simply a call to, to believe in the abundant life that you have in the crucified and risen savior. To believe in the abundant life that you have in the savior who has the authority to lay down his life. No one took his life from him. When Jesus went to the cross, he did it willingly he was not overpowered he was a he volunteered and then we have life not just in the one who laid down his life we have this abundant life in the one who was resurrected and is alive forevermore just like you and i will share in life forevermore in christ You know, today's ancient day or ancient way for modern day is simply meant to fill you with hope, knowing the life that you have, believing the life that you have, rejoicing in the life that you have, and it's a life that you have in Christ.